Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Carl Monger with Gallant Fuse, the New American Veteran. This is part one of a three-part podcast with Ranger veteran and author Stephen Trujillo. The audio quality from Thailand, where he is located, is terrible. So please bear with me. I cleaned it up as best as I could, but it's still pretty staticky. But his message is amazing. So bear with us and enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to the New American Veteran. Now here's part one. Stephen Trujillo, welcome back to the New American Veteran. I am now recording this. Wow. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Carl. It's very, uh, very generous and kind of you. I, and I appreciate it very much. Shoot, the honor is mine to be able to, uh, to do a second interview with you. And hopefully we'll do a third and a fourth. And as long as you keep writing books, we'll keep talking about them. <laughs> Yeah, as long as the big ranger in the sky uh, permits me to continue breathing, I'll just keep writing. Doesn't have, as long as he doesn't have other plans, right? Right. You just never know, man. I mean, that was what uh, initially just got me off my uh, my keister and got me started writing. I had some health challenges, but uh, I realized that if I didn't uh, bring these things to culmination, that it was not going to get done, and that I was going to die without this. Uh, this very important uh, task being completed. And I, uh, I worked on uh, my first book for 26 years before, before I, I published it, you know, and I, I had published other things prior to that. I was published in the New York Times in 1992, I guess it was. But uh, after that, you know, I published primarily under pseudonyms. It uh, wasn't really, uh, I don't know, so anyway, I, the health challenges really lit a fire in me, and, uh, and I realized that I needed to, to get this done. So I did. I, I basically cut myself off from most social media, and you know, I took an absence from Sucknet, which you know you and many of your listeners will know about. And uh, I just focused on, on doing the writing, and I finally did get it done. I was able to publish that first book. Well, I'm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm jealous that you, number one, that you can go off social media because I wish I could go off of social media sometimes. Uh, but it's like when you started, when you started uh, writing or, or when you published, like so 26 years to get your first book out. And then right. all of a sudden, all of these other things are just flowing from you. So I want to back up one step before we talk about the, the book that you published first that took 26 years. But remind, there, there's going to be some folks that are listening to this that have not heard your story before. So tell everybody who you are. Uh, I'm a writer. I live in Bangkok. Uh, in my youth, I was uh, an airborne ranger and uh, in special forces. I was assigned to the 2nd Ranger Battalion and uh, to the 1st Special Forces Group. And after uh, I uh, got commissioned, as a lieutenant in the infantry, I went to work for DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration, uh, I think what they called Operation Snowcap, which was the, the uh, boots on the ground aspect of the old Andean strategy. So I was on the Peru desk and went to Peru and uh, was advising uh, Peruvian drug police policy of the drugs in the upper way on the valley. So that's where I come from, you know, and uh, I resigned from DEA and uh, tried to go back to the Army, it didn't work out too well. I, my body 
got demolished. I had a very bad parachute jump, and I'd never rebounded from that. So, you know, at some point I was basically out of everything that I knew. I was done. I, I could no longer be, you know, an airborne ranger, and this was crushing to me. And many of the folks that are listening to this right now will understand how difficult it is to make that transition, you know, from when you are, your personal identity is as an airborne ranger, as a, an infantryman, or as an officer in the military, and then suddenly you're on the outside, and you're no longer part of the green machine, you're no longer part of something that's greater than yourself, that transition is very difficult, and many of us do not successfully make that transition, it's for 22 of us every day are eating their guns. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the statistics when, when the VA says, whether it's 18, 22, 20, the last study they did says that uh, 65% of those a day are over the age of 50. And, and it's, you know, it takes some time to try to be a civilian, to try to fit in, yeah. to try to adapt, to try to find meaningful employment. And, uh, and during that time, you become... In, I'm speaking in general terms, but you become angry, you become an alcoholic, you become right. maybe addicted right. to the, the pills the VA's given you, and and, right. and you become that guy who's never going to be anything like you were in your youth. And then, you know, yeah. why continue to go on? Well, you know, a lot of folks do become despondent. And then once you're in that mind space, you're no longer thinking with your rational, your rational mind. You know, you're overcome by something that's... Uh, that's evil and uh, something that's skewed. You're no longer thinking clearly, right? And there's a reason why, why psychiatrists and shrinks, you know, will admit somebody under like the Baker Act, for example, for observation, because, you know, when you're in that frame of mind where it makes more sense to eat, eat your gun than it does to figure things out, you're not, you're not tracking, right? And it, and it, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Uh, I've been in that place, and you know, I, I praise God for coming through it. You know, I didn't come through it because of anything that that I did. I believe that I was saved, and I was basically preserved by God because I had things I needed to do, things that He wanted me to do, things that He wanted me to accomplish. You know, so part of for me, the solution, and this may be the solution for some guys that are out there in internet land listening to this, the key for me was to surrender. Okay, I just surrendered. I said, okay. I said, your will be done. Whatever your will is, right? And I just gave myself up to God and said, okay. You know, I'm obviously not succeeding in my aspirations and in my ambitions. So I'm obviously not doing what big ranger in the sky wants me to do, right? So, you tell me, you show me, you direct me, you push me. And you know what, Carl, he did. <clears throat> he absolutely did. <clears throat> but for me, the key was surrender. To surrender to the greater power. And just to accept that, okay, I'm not, I wasn't pulling it off on my own. I wasn't, I wasn't succeeding. I was a terrible businessman. Ran my business into the ground, but they failed. You know, I eventually just gave it away to some dudes because you know, they were competent to run it, and I wasn't. 
You know, so <clears throat> I think the other thing that saved my life besides being ranger of the sky was VA, a veterans administration, which I have a incredible love hate relationship. Yeah, I was gonna say you have a love hate relationship. I've been following your latest trials and tribulations on that. Well, you know, it's just they're a monolith, they're a Leviathan, you know, and, and they're incapable of doing the simplest things unless you get ugly with them. And, and for me and again this is another thing that I want all those veterans out there in their land to pay attention to. You need to go on, on, on and listen to it and hear me right now. When you are getting screwed by the VA, and we all know that it happens all the time, there is a thing called the White House VA Hotline. Okay? You can find it on the internet. Just search VA Veteran White House Hotline. The VA White House Veterans Hotline. Okay? So there's a hotline that President Trump established for veterans. You call those guys, they know how to talk to us. They know how to deal with old, you know, old, old soldiers who are not doing well. And what they'll do is they'll listen to you, they'll filter out what you need, they'll create you know, a case number for you, and then they will make it happen. Now the problem with this is that they are only confined to the Veterans Administration. They could only handle things with the VA. So I have a long-standing problem with the Social Security Administration, and if there's any angels out there in the internet land hearing my voice, I need help. Okay, I got I got a guy I'll connect you with on that. I, I, I got a guy maybe able to help. Carl, I should have been pulling $1,000 a month since 2007 when I was declared 100% the same, right? But due to bureaucracy and mayhem, it still hasn't happened. So I'm, I'm grateful to that, for that if you have somebody. But what I'm saying to you is that there is a solution for guys with the VA, okay? The White House VA hotline. Just look it up on the internet, call that number, and they will hook you up. And, and you know, I'm kind of mad because I have, I have to resort to that, right? It makes me angry that the VA can't just function the way it's designed to function, the way it's supposed to function, I have to resort to going outside the system and calling the White House to intercede, right? So it makes me angry. I'm mad, right? I'm pissed. Well, yeah, and, uh, and the other thing that's going to happen is when you go into the VA, they're going to know you're that guy that called the White House. I am that guy. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. You know, and, and I see it on their faces. When I go and check in, they look at my records, and they look at me. I don't know what it says in my records. I need to give Norma Hooten a call and ask her to pull it up and tell me what it says. But there's something in there. Okay? They know that I'm that asshole who rants on social media and rants on the internet and complains and bitches and calls the White House. And you know what, Carl? I don't care. Because I'm not asking for anything above and beyond what I deserve or what any of us should be given. You know, and that's one of the, one of the number one reasons why I tell veterans, even if you don't want to have care from the VA, right? If you say, somebody over there, they're missing an arm and a leg, so I don't want to take anything away from them. You're taking something away from them by not going in, finding out what's going in the system, and then raising hell and demanding they meet the standard, right? You got, We all got to go in, we got to use it, and we have to hold them to that standard. I got to tell you, Carl, this is one of those things that really hurts me personally because I know there's guys out there there's veterans out there who don't know how to be assholes like this. Hmm. Don't know how to rent. Who 
don't know how to circumvent these systems, who are not capable of advocating for themselves, right, and representing themselves and, and insisting on getting care. There's a lot of them out there, and I hear from them all the time, and they just give up. You know, they give up. And, and I guess the message that I got is to say you can't give up, all right? You can't. You have to expect that this is going to be a campaign like any other campaign you ever wish in your life. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. But the way that you prevail is by being unstoppable. You have to be unstoppable. You have to simply say, you know what? They couldn't make me quit when I was in the Ranger indoctrination program. They couldn't make me quit when I was recycled twice in Ranger school, right? They couldn't make me quit when I was in the Q course, right? And I'm not the only one out there that's been through these gateways. It's been through these, these pipelines, right? But we all know that the secret to it, the secret to triumph, is to simply be unstoppable, right? You have to be unstoppable. And people tell you, you know, say, okay, what was your name, please? And write their name down. Make notes. Date, time, who you talk to, right? And then look at your plan, come up with a plan. If you need help, reach out to people, reach out to me, reach out to Carl Monger, reach out to anybody for guidance and be unstoppable, okay? You can attain what you need. You can get what you need. You can get the care that you need. You can get the treatment and the medications that you need. Right? Now, the VA is a gigantic bureaucracy, and it's a horrific bureaucracy. They have rules, and that means that when you know the rules, you can use their rules again. Absolutely. And I do it all the time. Okay? I do it all the time, and it took me a long time to figure this out, because I'm not that smart, right? I'm kind of stupid sometimes. But I finally figured it out, you know, and there it is. I have that love-hate relationship with the VA. They, they annoy the hell out of me. They piss me off. They, they you know, I, I, I routinely lose my temper with them. But uh, I just back up, reassess, then I reattack. And I come in from a different angle or from a different way, and I always prevail. So one of the things that undoubtedly says that my VA record is that I'm the asshole who always prevails. <laughs> I will not stop until I win, all right? And again, Carl, I want to emphasize, I'm not demanding things or asking for things that are not appropriate, right. that, that I don't deserve, that I shouldn't be able to have. All I want is I just want to get my medications, okay? Because I can't afford to buy those medications on the market, okay? I can't, right? I just want to, you know, I have a disability pension from the, from the VA, praise Jesus, that keeps me alive. That pays bills for me and Mama and our cat, right? We have a disability pension from the VA. We live on that, okay? So there it is. This is my love-hate relationship with the VA. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to everybody out there who's listening to this, you can do it. You can prevail. You can outlast them. You can overcome them. You can use their own rules against them. And if you need help, just ask somebody. Ask Paul or Mama. Ask me, okay? I'm readily found on Facebook. Very easy. I mean, I should say, I'm still on Facebook today, but I may be kicked off tomorrow. They just sent us enough threat letters that they were mad because we, we published a uh, post from the Gateway Pundit 
and they said it was fake news. And so they threatened to said if we do it again, they're going to ban us. So I'm on Facebook today, but maybe tomorrow. Well, and, and if I remember right, it was Politico that did the fact check, and I don't think they're exactly the most uh, even-handed. It was uh, PolitiFact. Uh huh. Yeah, PolitiFact. Yeah. They are not. They are not an unbiased arbiter. You know, they are nobody to be telling you and I what is right and what is wrong. Okay? And this is what it really is all about. I mean, this, these are the, the, the overlords of Facebook dictating, decreeing to you and I what we can read, what we can think, what we can know, what information sources they're going to allow us to access. And frankly, Carl, I, I just, I have to politely decline. I decline to permit these neoliberal fanatics in Menlo Park, California. I decline to permit them to dictate to me what information I can access, what I can Tell everybody what the name of that Facebook page is that you use, that you publish. Uh, yeah, we publish on uh, a page called Magic Kingdom Dispatch, and you can find it very easily by going to Facebook.com. You also have a web page that's associated with that, right? Yes, I do, yeah. yeah. So just go to uh, Facebook.com forward slash Magic Kingdom Dispatch. We don't crunch all the words together. It has nothing to do with Walt Disney or whatever. I have no idea. <laughs> called the Magic Kingdom Dispatch because Thailand, which is where I live, is the Magic Kingdom. Okay, and Thailand's been the Magic Kingdom longer than Walt Disney even existed. But honestly, I didn't know about Walt Disney. So anyway, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that I broadcast from the, uh, the kingdom, the Magic Kingdom of Thailand. And uh, that, that's my website as well, www.magickingdomdispatch.com. And, uh, you know, we, we publish on, on Facebook. And, and basically what we're doing on Facebook is very formulaic and very simple. All we do is we look at conservative news sources, like Drudge, right? Uh, and, you know, I, I have a number of, of uh, abrogation services that I use to scan articles. Those things are brilliant. Those are, you set those keywords and they're very accurate. They're, they're, they're abs Again, it's possible to use the technology against them, okay? We can use their technology against them. That's what we do. Yeah, we've done a, we've done a daily, uh, it's paper.li, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's called the Gallant View Daily. And, right. and it, it, I set some parameters in there, and it picks up articles from, uh, depending on, who writes that article, if they put a keyword in there that's veteran or some of the other things that I've established, then it pulls them up. And, and it is amazing how how timely and accurate that information can be. That's exactly correct. Now, what we do is we do the very same thing, but we have a human in a loop to scan, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have an automatic, an automated process where it automatically puts... Well, I, I do a Ranger version every Saturday, and I am the human interface. I, I make sure that one's good but because there's a lot of Ranger pickup trucks for sale out there, so I end up always having to go get rid of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly correct. So you have to have a human in the, in the loop, right? And that's what we do. And basically, we just, you know, we, we comment 
on news of the day, you know. Uh, we have a point of view, and our point of view is, is conservative. It's definitely not, I don't, I don't consider us Republicans per se, because, you know, the rhinos, the Republicans in name only Congress, you know, they betrayed us a million years ago, and I've been well aware of that, and I know I would consider myself one of them, and I don't, I don't tolerate that, right? So there's a lot of us who voted for President Trump, right? And some of us would consider ourselves Republicans, some will consider ourselves libertarians, some will consider ourselves just guides, we're just people, right? But we're the, the, the great vast sea of red that you see that won that election for President Trump. We're the vast sea of red in the middle. We're the hillbillies, we're the, we're the rednecks. You know, it doesn't offend me when somebody calls me a redneck. I am a redneck. You know what? Rednecks are my people. Those are my people. Uh, you know, and, and we're the people that won that election for that for this president. And we have seen an unending campaign when the mass media is trying to tear him down. I have never in my lifetime seen such an onslaught, and it offends me. Well, you got to admit, though, he he tends to sabotage himself. Oh, there's no question. Look, Carl, I, I can't defend him, okay? I can't. I mean, he's, he's flawed, just like we're all flawed. He's a sinner, just like we're all sinners. He makes mistakes, just like we all make mistakes. He's a very flawed hero, okay? Very flawed. But you will see... Reverends go to the White House. That man will get down on his knees and he will accept a prayer and he will pray with sincerity. Okay? He will pray with sincerity and they ask for divine guidance. So yeah, he's not perfect. You know, the uh, the amazing thing is, is uh, that people forget. They think that because you are a talented enough politician that you get elected, whether you're a Clinton or a Bush or an Obama that there's something special, right? That you have a, a, a gift of something that makes you different. And the reality is they're just like you and me. They may have, they may have a different education. Yeah, their education might be different. Their connections are different. But, but you take, do a 180, right? And put yourself in that seat and try to make the decisions that, uh, <laughs> I would screw it up. I would screw it up big time. Okay, so I want to do I want to do one thing here because we've been going uh, about 22 minutes. I am going to turn this into part one, and part two is going to be talking about your books. 